Hello, everyone. Welcome back. It is once again the Philosopher's Stone podcast. You got it. You guessed right. It's us again. It's me, Jordan Strauss, and me, Sam Laboon. A little late, a little late there, but whatever. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't we didn't practice that. So for a first try, it wasn't bad. What's going on, Sam? Well, uh, I've just been watching a lot of YouTube recaps of Steven Seagal movies. Oh, yeah. Which is like a great way to watch his entire film catalog without actually watching the movies. You just watch these like 10, 15 minute recaps on YouTube and they totally break it down for you. It's it's great. Wow. And uh, has he ever been any, in anything that was not incredibly campy? Like, has he ever, has he ever been anything that is well respected to this day? Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go. No, I wouldn't say so. No. Um, I also wouldn't say his movies aren't are. I don't think that you could call them campy unless all the ridiculous shit is intentional. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I just don't understand what the meaning of campy is, I guess. Oh, campy is like when things should be serious, but are intentionally made absurd and like silly. Okay. Cause I thought, okay, it's the intentional part that I was, yeah. uh, I wasn't sure if it was um, something that was not intentionally cheesy and corny, almost like an unintentional comedy. But I guess I'm wrong because he seems to take himself very seriously. Well, that's the weird thing in his movies is because like, like frequently in his movies, he will like have a body double do things for him. Right. Like there's one where there's like, it's literally like 10 steps. And instead of him going down the steps, they have a body double go down the steps. <laughs> it's like obviously a body double. Well, could you imagine but, the loss to the world as uh, at, at large if we if he damaged his perfect brain, the knowledge he, and the wisdom we'd miss <laughs> out on as a society? I mean, he he he's like a prolific filmmaker. Like he makes a lot of movies, but the level of effort that he puts into them is so absurdly <laughs> low. So absurdly low. He barely even says his lines. Do they make money? <laughs> I don't know if they're supposed to make money or launder money. I'm not really sure what the, <laughs> the point the of his fucking, movies. That's the best job in the world. It's like you. It's like you. You don't. No one's expecting much. You get to play a uh, secret agent until you're 70 years old, and uh, I'm assuming he still has money. Didn't he like abandon the U.S. Like I thought, he totally like de um, what's it called? Not defaulted. I thought he like Immigrated? changed teams. I thought he's like fully Russian now. Like he's on the Russian. Like he's massaging Putin's feet right now. Whoa. Um, I th- I believe he is a Russian citizen. Yeah, let me check that. Actually, Steven Seagal. But he's not over there right now. Like I I know that the beginning of the war there Whoa. was like uh footage of him with some troops and it was claiming that he was like fighting for the Russians in the Ukraine war. But I was like, yeah, he, he was training that, them in his secret techniques for the Ukraine war advanced hand to hand combat. And they're wondering why they're getting trounced. You got fucking Steven. <laughs> not, they, they weren't good students. They didn't learn how to implement his methods correctly. They're still Aikido. trying to use guns. They should really just be walking <laughs> towards it with their arms outstretched. <laughs> yeah. If you just angle the bullets with the back of your hand to deflect them at the right <laughs> angle, it's all about angles, right? It's, it's, it's like, uh, wrist, really. <laughs> well, that's like um, one of the uh, Kung Fu pandas. That's what, one of his like things that he learns at the end. Like, like you can like, 
redirect any kinetic energy if you just have it received on your body at the exact right angle like uh, at the end he's like shooting someone shooting cannonball spoiler alert kung fu panda three i think or two two he's getting a bunch of cannonballs shot at him but he's they're just like rolling around his limbs and he's firing them back at him just because he's like knows the exact right angle or like he can just redirect the energy is pretty pretty cool for a panda mm. uh yeah. now that i think about it, steven seagal has the body type of a panda yes he is something of a kung fu panda himself yes <laughs> <laughs> this he guy has the, he has three deal. passports ah uh, uh, man he is the real life kung fu panda i like that all right. Well, that is quite the day to spend quite the day to spend your way, Sam. <laughs> Why thank you. And uh how about you, Jordan? How did how's your day been going? Ah, oh, my day's all right. I got up. I uh had a shower. No, wait, I didn't. Not I had, my shower took place hours after I woke up. Now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Anyways, I got into my old Photoshop and I did my Photoshop work for today. Um, I spent like four hours on something and then it turned out not very good. So I pretty much just like, you know, it was, it was just like a, a, not a waste of time. I always learned something, but it's always a disappointing when you spend your whole day working on something and then you step back and look at it and you're like, huh, this is not good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what happened to me today. And then I... Uh, when I feel like I failed at Photoshop for the day, I like to spend a couple hours watching Photoshop tutorials to try and step my game up a little bit. But I will say I've made a lot of progress in the last month. So I just got to keep thinking of, you know, if I keep looking back at where I was a month ago, I, I can see a, quite a bit of progress. So I, that's good. Um, other than Look at that, that, you got the Michael Jordan mentality. You're not not quitting. No, no, no minor no. setback will stop you. Right. No, no, no. I, I, you know, it's one of those things where you feel like, oh man, I've been doing this forever, but I've really only been doing like using the program for less than three months. So I can't be, I try not to be too hard on myself, but you know, it's good to always compare yourself to the professional level of whatever you're doing so that, you know, it's always such a dangerous thing to, uh, start thinking you're better than you are. <laughs> <laughs> like i think it's very common for anyone doing creative work that mm. <laughs> you are better than 90 percent of people but you're not better than 90 percent of the people are you're not better than the best and you should be striving right. for that yeah you um, don't want to become the uh steven seagal of photoshop yeah exactly <laughs> i put out a lot of art but none of it's very good <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad <laughs> yeah just but, using tape, actually. <laughs> but at the end of the day, is he a successful actor? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, financially, is he, I don't know. Is he a know. successful movie maker? I would. You could. You could argue that he is. Yeah, you could definitely argue that. Yeah. So you I mean, know, maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to be the uh, the Steven Seagal of Photoshop. No. You know what I? What I need to do, and what I've been trying to do, is I'm trying to figure out a personal aesthetic that is not too reliant on realisticness, you know, like mm -hmm. if I, if I stylize it enough, you can get away with more. Right. Cause you, 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 
with Photoshop, well, the way I do it is I take stock photos and then I, I uh, blend them all into a new image, right? But most stock photos are real, actual photos. And so you get you get caught in that trap where you're trying to make everything look so realistic and that takes so much time. Whereas if I can find a style that's not trying to be, you know, photo realistic, then you can get away with a lot more. And, and uh, that's pretty, that's currently what I'm trying to figure out right now. I've made some, some, some progress in that I would say. Um, but changing subjects, have you watched the first two episodes of the last of us by chance? Only, only episode one. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I think they're doing an incredible job. I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, if you played the game, you will not be disappointed in the show, uh, which is a very rare thing, uh, I think, when it comes to uh, video game adaptations uh, are notoriously not that good. <laughs> yeah. Arcane was really good, the League of Legends one. I've heard that, cool. that. Would you? Can you enjoy it if you don't know anything about League of Legends? Yeah, I didn't know anything about League of Legends at all, and I thought it was great. I think I watched the first few episodes. It's like they're like a bunch of orphans, and there's yeah, it's uh, like a like, steampunk yeah, okay, sort of class. I definitely uh, watched the first bit, and uh, it was very impressive visually, and the story was good. Things were good. I thought it was good. Yeah, it was good. I don't know why I stopped um, watching it. <clears throat> I watched the first season of White Lotus, which because I've been hearing that it's the shit but i i have you seen it uh yeah i've seen both both seasons i i, I watched the first season i didn't uh i can't say i really enjoyed it honestly watched the whole thing i, I there's so enough, much uh, what what, did no. it, what, did, what was lacking from the white lotus maybe i'm just not very perceptive but i felt like no one learned anything <laughs> Oh, you want everyone to learn lessons. <laughs> well, I don't understand the way people react to certain things in that show at all. Or it's just like a bunch of like, if you're going to do just like this is a bunch of stories intertwining in a crazy way, it better be a lot crazier than what I saw. Because as far as I can mm. tell, not a whole lot happened. Like, am I am I crazy? The son had a full arc. He had a full character arc, but no one else did. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I, I agree. Like a lot of the characters, sort of. It's uh. So it, it like one way to put it is the characters arrive and they all kind of, some of them kind of suck. And then well, most I well, I didn't I didn't really suck. like any of them. Yeah, and through their time there, some of them like they all like at some point have a moment of like reflection where they look at their life and have to make a choice about whether or not they want to continue sucking or maybe make a change for the better. And yeah, a lot of them choose to continue sucking. Well, that, that was another thing is that I just, I could not, everyone was so fucking dysfunctional and like, it just, I don't know. To me at the end of it, I was like, I am, I wish they all died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. Anyways, I I don't know. I, I hadn't heard about the show until this year, so I don't know. Maybe the second season's a lot better. Um, no, it's pretty much the exact same thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just in well, a different location, won't. but yeah, same 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 thing. You know, what? Jennifer Coolidge carries over. She's the best thing about the series. 
Is she like Stick Flair's mom, that lady from uh, American no, Pie? No, uh, Jennifer Coolidge. She's uh, the like super rich woman who comes up oh. with a resort idea and then completely abandons it. <laughs> yeah, that's Stick Flair's mom. Oh, okay. Yeah, it just shows what yeah. I know. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, those movies are very old at this point. I still think my voice sounds like shit on this microphone. If, if my audio sounds like garbage, guys, I'm, I apologize. But, uh, you know, live and let live. My cat is currently trying to get in this room and there's like my house. The doors have big gaps on the bottom so they can get both of their arms all the way under the door. (laughs) So I just looking at a full extended cat arm trying to reach up. I don't know what she's trying to do, trying to reach up for the handle. But uh, if you hear scratching in the background, it's my cat. Uh, She hates being left out of podcasts, apparently. Um. Uh-huh. But she never has anything of value to add, so I never put her in the on the mic. But maybe I should. Nah, nah, nah. Anyway, yeah. should we recap uh, last week's philosophical content? Can I recap? Okay, so it was Socrates. Oh yeah, sure. Give it a shot. Yeah. Oh, I thought you asked me to. Anyways, oh. um, <laughs> Socrates <laughs> is on trial for being atheist and for uh, dis. Uh, uh, um, misleading misleading the youth he's uh you see the thing about socrates is that he was an alpha and uh, (laughs) he was getting sick of all these beta males um you know getting left out of the cold by by women that add no value so he teaches people how to be (laughs) (laughs) he was teaching people how to how to be high value men high value um high value men a lot of that had to do with learning how to use firearms and uh, <laughs> never telling a girl that you care about them ever. <laughs> and investing I'll in Bitcoin. The, the, so that's pretty exactly, much yep. nice. that's what Socrates. Uh, so no, he was on trial. It, there was a, a huge jury of like 500 people. Uh, he got his found guilty. He had to drink hemlock. And uh, he was sorry, but not sorry. It was essentially his defense, right? He defended himself. He didn't have a lawyer, did he? No, no, definitely not. Now, they didn't have lawyers. I don't know if oh, we no, went they might in. have actually. Sorry. Did we pretty much you just gave me the, that rundown, right? Or did we? Did I, did yeah, I, no, that was that was very, that was a very good breakdown. Um, Holy yeah, shit, he, he basically said like, like, look, like I speak what I speak because my God, my demon tells me to speak philosophy. And so I speak it. And even if you like, let me off the hook for this, I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing. And ultimately it would be, it's better for you to let me do what I'm doing because I'll speak the truth and, uh, I'll help this city be better. That's basically what he said. And they're like, Nope. You guys are just mad because I tell it like it is and you can't handle it. I shoot from the hip, baby. (laughs) Um, I gotta stop saying baby. I don't know why I do that. Um, I listened yeah. to our podcast episode and I, I did it three times and I said, I'm not doing that next episode. And here we yeah. are. Crutch. Uh, yeah. God, I just, I feel like I've been failing today. Anyways, Socrates, alpha male tells it like it is. People are scared of that. People don't get that. He won't submit to your woke nonsense. Okay. So they killed him. <laughs> And that's where we left off. Yeah. So 
And so today we're going to look at the next dialogue that comes right after the apology, which was the one we just did. And this dialogue is called Credo or Crito. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it. But the setting of this dialogue is in like the prison after the trial. So like after the trial, Socrates has been found guilty and now he's been transported to prison. And while he's in prison, he gets a visit from one of his, his friends, Crito or Credo or whatever. Crato, 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 what's that? Kratos? <laughs> what's that drug that people use it to like, instead of using oh, opium? Kratom. Kratom, Kratom. Yeah. He was doing Kratom. Kratom. He was doing Kratom. Kratom so, sounds uh, like a child's name you would hear nowadays. Kratom. Kratom. <laughs> Krayson. Krayson. Kratom H. McConnell, get over here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so so Crito shows up and Crito has a, a proposal for Socrates because Crito is a very wealthy man. And Crito comes to Socrates and he says, Socrates, my buddy, I've paid off the guards. They've been bribed. We can get you out of here tonight. I've got a ship waiting down in the harbor. It's going to take us to Crete. We're going to get out of here. And so it's either that or death for Socrates. Well, so what would you think Socrates would say based on what he had said in the previous dialogue where he was just like, look, I'm a philosopher. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I think he would just be like, um, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to, that would be almost be admitting like I did something wrong. Right. Like I'm not doing like, you know, fleeing would be almost like, Oh, admitting that what I was doing wasn't right. And I'm scared or whatever. Uh, am I close? Yeah, it's sort of sort of like the uh, if you're if you're innocent, don't run away from the police. That kind of thing. Well, it's just like he doesn't want to give any sort of ground. You know, like he's so resolute in his uh, ideas and the fact that he is doing something good that um, running away would be conceding on some level. Okay, yeah, I can see that. He he just. So, but staying and letting them kill you is not. That's kind of, no, that's like, that's being like, you had to kill me to, you know, shut me up, I guess. You know what I mean? It's like a pride thing. It's like a pride thing. Like he'd rather die than admit he's wrong or or, or concede to these people, you know? Okay. Okay, That makes sense. Actually. I like that. Um, Like death has a, is more dignified than, than fleeing. Right. Okay. Yeah, I I like that. That that's an interesting explanation. Goes to like the psychology of Socrates. Well, he sounds pretty defiant, and that like yeah, that's pretty def- killing yourself. Why well, is it? I mean, even though he was forced to, but just saying, I'm not running from these bitches. Essentially, is what he was saying. Give me the hemlock, motherfucker. Put some put a hemlock on the rocks. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, Socrates himself does not say that that's why he's doing what he's doing. Oh, he says he, he gives does? A very, he he says, gives a very different uh, argument. Oh, well, you could have told me that. I wouldn't have had to spend so much time speculating. <laughs> well, I'm going to say your speculation is probably close, might be closer to reality than what Socrates says because it's it's kind of, there's like a, uh, it's a scholarly debate about how do you reconcile 
the apology with the Crito. Because in the Crito, Socrates says to his friend, like, no way, I'm not running away. Like, you're right, he stays. Mm-hmm. And he says, I'm not going to run away. And the reason that I'm not going to run away is because to run away would be to do something wrong. And when you do something wrong, you injure your own soul. Oh. And so if I run away, I'll be injuring my own soul, which is far worse than injuring my physical body and dying. So you really think it's a moral thing? Like, I can't run away. They want me here. You know, like the law of the land dictates that I must stay here and accept my punishment. And if I break, if I run away, I will be breaking the laws that our country have all agreed on. And that's immoral. Yeah. in, in, In a lot of ways, it is an argument about the rule of law and the importance of law. And so, and so that's like very in sharp contrast to the previous one where he was saying like, look, I know what the laws are, but I'm still going to break them if my demon tells me to. This demon seems to be the one calling all the shots. So he, <laughs> the demon didn't want him to run away, obviously. That could have been it. Yeah. Um, that's, it is, isn't that, it is a little weird though. So it's not about the law for him. No, no, it is deaf. Well, well, see, that's where the tension comes in. So in Crito, Socrates basically argues that laws are the real, like, they are the reason Athens exists in the first place, is laws. Without laws, yeah. there's no Athens. The laws are what have created Athens, and the laws are what have created Socrates. Socrates considers the laws to be more more his real parents than his biological parents because the laws shaped his life and his mind more than even his own parents did. Right. And so his conclusion is that if you, if you go against these, even one of these laws, in fact, the one that inconveniences you at the moment, that is to call into question the authority of all of the laws. And that is to do a crime against the very things that have created your city. Well, so wasn't he breaking no the, the laws by misleading the youth and being an atheist? That That is exactly the, the problem with why these two texts are so hard to reconcile for scholars. Hmm. Because he seems to be like two different people in these texts. So there's lots of, there's lots of explanations for the differences. And you, you gave one, which is that like, he's sort of just saying this, but the real reason is, is that he's, he's stubborn and he's prideful and he doesn't want to run away. Yeah. I mean, conflict. it's like, it's like a criminal going away for, you know, grand theft auto and then their cell door gets left open and they, they don't take the opportunity to escape. Cause you know, that laws are laws and I really need to, <laughs> suddenly I have a value for them, even though I used to steal cars. Um, I didn't care about them then. Maybe now that he's been subject to the law, as in he's being punished by the law, he's now not wanting to piss it off anymore. That's another option. Like he, he knew he was going to die at this point, right? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, he either like, he's going to he, die or he runs away with with Crito. Yeah. No, but he he knows that if he doesn't run away, he'll he'll be put to death. Like they said, that he's yes. been sentenced to death. So yeah, it's it, a certain. This is in no way. You don't think this could be him? 
trying to get a last minute kind of good behavior released on good behavior type thing going hey like oh i could have escaped but i didn't isn't that you know count for something <laughs> you yeah that could be that another thing on? yeah <laughs> that could be maybe he's hoping uh just outside the door like the the athenian yeah uh, elites are listening to see somewhere if between the uh the the um the actual uh, sentencing and the uh, you know the debate in the courtroom and the uh, put, being put in his cell, someone hit the bitch switch and now he's being uh, <laughs> he's acting out of fear maybe and he doesn't he thinks that if he leaves uh, he'll I don't know I, I think most people would have taken the let's get the hell out of here option. Maybe he's like, oh, they're just threatening death, but really they just want to scare me a little. So I, I stopped, <laughs> I don't know, beatboxing on the corner. <laughs> Stop doing your live podcasts from the forum, Socrates. <laughs> no one gives a shit about this. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to hawk dick pills on the corner. Conspiracy <laughs> theories. Male vitality supplements. <laughs> yeah. That would be zinc. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> Skillshare. I'll actually show you how to weave. <laughs> I'll weave a basket right here, right now. Uh, he was the first Skillshare. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, that's funny. So he turns down this guy's offer, and uh, that is a bit. It, it does seem like he's uh, at one point he couldn't give less of a sh- shit about the laws, and now he's all high and mighty about the laws. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting. An- another, um, I'll I'll give you like another couple interpretations. Uh, another interpretation is is that Credo is Socrates' friend, and so Credo is proposing this escape plan, and Socrates might might be saying this, just making this up, so that his friend doesn't uh, go through with this oh. escape plan, in which like he may- his friend might get caught, and then his friend could get executed. Or, uh, or he might just want his friend not to feel guilty about it. Like, yeah, I didn't realize that that, uh, this guy was his friend. Does it say that? Socrates did have friends, yeah. Apparently, (laughs) (laughs) I kind of thought this guy might be like an opportunist. Like, hey, uh, if I get you out of this, maybe you can owe me one later. Like, you have a name for yourself. You, you, you're, you're renowned outside of Athens as well. Maybe you can use your influence to benefit me and Crate. Crete. Yeah. Maybe give me a, a plum teaching job at your new academy or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you're well respected in some circles. And maybe uh, if I save you, you can set me up in uh, the new, our new city. You know what I'm saying? Maybe there's a little bit of that going on. But does it, is it, is it, express, does it explicitly say in the tombs, the tomes, the scrolls that they were friends? Um, yeah, they are, they are friends. I think they say like, like, hello, my friend and, and stuff Oh, when, okay. when they start talking to each other. All right. Well, that, that could definitely be a motivation. He doesn't want to drag his buddy down with him. Yeah, it's def- that's definitely a motivation. Um, he might want to just give the appearance of like accepting his fate and giving a rational argument for it so that people like don't feel sorry for him. Uh, people, so people don't feel guilty. Stuff like that. So, uh, another um, another interpretation could be that this is uh, sort of like philosophical propaganda, almost 
to show that philosophy and the state can coexist. Oh, so he's doing, he's putting one up in the air for philosophy. He's trying to, he's trying to, um, yeah. Like think about it. Like a point on his exit. No, no, no. I don't say anything. That's not (laughs) interruptible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, so Plato is the one who, who writes these down. So you could imagine that Plato writes down the apology when Socrates is like on trial but then the trial doesn't go Socrates' way. And so now Plato goes into like damage control to try and protect uh, like Socrates' sort of legitimacy. Oh, okay. He's doing a little PR on this, a little spin. Could be. Yeah. Being a little spin doctor. Well, he at the end of the day, he drinks the hemlock, right? What are his last words? I don't know if they're recorded. Let me double check. Oh yeah, here it is. Um, so he's he's talking to Credo. Yeah, Credo, we owe a cock to Asclepios. Pay what? it and do not <laughs> neglect it. <laughs> Credo, I almost forgot I was supposed to bang this guy. <laughs> and now I'm not going to be able to. So you got to do it. You we owe I owe him one cock, one cocking. <laughs> so. He's not very good yeah. looking. I'm just going to tell you that right up front. All right. That's why I delayed giving him the cock I owed him. But the, all my debts must be paid. So please go bang this man. And uh, so my spirit can pass on. Okay. There's like, uh, yeah. So I didn't know what this, this meant either. <laughs> I just told you what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> can it really mean more than that? <laughs> I don't know. I uh, I'm reading this whole article about it, and it's. I should have read so, this beforehand. We might need to do a whole episode on on these last words. Okay, what are the? Okay, I'm not going to interrupt you this time. What What did they say? <laughs> Credo, we owe a cock to Asclepios. Pay Asclep- it and do not neglect it. <laughs> so Asclepios is actually the name of a a god. He's like oh. the god of physicians. Asclepios. And a cock would be like a rooster, not not a dick. Sure it would. We're talking about the Greeks <laughs> here, bud. Talking about the fucking <laughs> Greeks here. <laughs> That's Someone's true. banging Asclepios right in the mouth. That's what I think. That's such a funny... So what does he mean by that? We owe the god of doctors a rooster? Yeah, you so think that like makes a, more sense. You think that makes like a more sacrifice. sense? Than, oh, okay. Ah, it's interesting. It, and I'm I'm reading from this article. It says his words evoke the ancient Greek proverb, "Physician, heal thyself." Ooh, we owe Asclepios a cock. Yeah, yeah. He had to leave the world on some like weird riddle yeah maybe he was just like fucked up from the hemlock maybe did he drink (laughs) he should have said his last words before he drank the hemlock how long does hemlock take to kill you Mm, there's a google search here's an interesting point hemlock oh what are you googling 
How long it takes Hemlock to kill you? Oh, I'll fill the I'll fill the air. Um, okay. Asclepios was fifteen the minutes god of healing. Oh, sorry, fifteen minutes. Hang on, never mind. That's wow, not that's thirty fast. minutes. Thirty minutes to a few hours. Holy shit! Oh. Okay, that could I'm be sure rough. if they're making it specifically for execution, it's probably on the on the quicker side. I'm gonna say about twenty minutes. He had about twenty minutes from drinking it to be completely dead. Okay, we're gonna do we're gonna do this dialogue as its own episode. Holy shit! Because... Just on this this one last word. Well, no, he there's like there's apology, credo, and then Phaedo, and Phaedo is the one where Socrates dies and talks about death. Oh, you know, and all those sorts of things. So we can do so, that for that'll be the concluding episode. Okay, we got a little trilogy going on here. Yeah, and that'll give me some time to do some actual research. Um. So. Uh, is there anything else of import about the what's this called the Crato? The Credo, yeah. Well, it uh, when you look at the Credo and the Apology side by side, it raises some interesting questions about what it means to be a philosopher or like a rational person in a society or a state, because as you see in like the Apology. Socrates's rationality brings him into conflict with the laws of the state because it appears that the laws are unjust right and irrational but Socrates is rational and so he he goes against the laws and ends up not going well for him but he he did what he thought he had to do uh you know in the name of of truth or like reason living in a living an examined life that kind of thing. Whereas in uh, the apology, we see like a very different idea, which is that the citizen should always be subservient to the law and the citizen should never pick and choose which laws they're going to obey. Not even one. You always have to be subservient to the law because the law is what has made you and you've benefited so much from the law. It would be very wrong of you to pick and choose which laws you obey. So this, this right. raises like a question. Can you be a good citizen and also uh, like have civil disobedience, go against certain laws. And there I think are everybody some interesting. Should, everybody oh, should ahead. aim to follow about 80% of the laws at all times. <laughs> you can break 20% of the lesser damaging laws. Okay. Speeding. Everybody breaks that law probably every day if they drive. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, jaywalking. We've all jaywalked. Jaywalking. I jaywalked today. I feel no guilt about it. <laughs> uh, littering. Um, Everyone litters a little bit. Littering. Um, littering is inexcusable, and I think you should be shot in the head on the spot. Oh, there we go. All right. Yes. And if the person who shoots the gun doesn't pick up their bullet casing, they are going to be shot as well, and so on and so forth until the area is clean. Um, wow. Um, I'm looking up hemlock. How painful is it? Okay. Uh, so the type that Socrates drank uh, kills you by paralyzing your respiratory muscles, which means your lungs can no longer breathe in and out. So you just suffocate. But there's another type of hemlock, water hemlock. This is a, a, it's supposed to be the worst poison you can take. It says um, 
Uh, every single muscle starts firing and contracting. So you have convulsions, you chew your tongue into ribbons, you vomit, but then you can't open your mouth because the jaw muscles are contracting 20 or 10 or 20 times as hard as they normally do. And you die a horrible death. There's nothing good about the plant. Those who eat it will die in two hours. It must be a painful death. It twists the arms and ankles and turns the head black. Finally, they die in a last retching convulsion. They say it turns the eyes black. Ouch. Yeah. I'll pass. Check, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I would rather, you know, there's uh oh, this is like a really dark thread I'm on. Anyways. Uh, lots of bad yeah. ways to die. Hemlock, don't do it. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, that, it's it's a good it's a good point about like jaywalking stuff like that. But what about like a important law, like a big law, like murder? Is it ever okay to murder someone? I'll give you two 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 examples. Okay. So I sent you this one uh, last week, I think, but. So there was this case recently where a elderly woman shot her elderly husband and killed him in the hospital and then barricaded right. herself in the room. Right, right, right. And right, it was right. revealed that they had made sort of like this pact that if his health got like bad enough, she would kill him. Mm-hmm. And so she carried out that pact because I guess uh, they couldn't get it's in, they can't do euthanasia wherever they are or something. There's no legal way to do it. So wonderful. There you go. So what do you do to this old lady? Do you, do you punish her? Um, I think you have to, but I don't think you, um, I don't think that it will feel justified. I think you have what to do should it. her, uh, what, what, what you don't want to set any precedents, right? You don't want to be in a, set right. any precedents. I would give her, uh, three years. Damn, she's in her seventies. You're gonna throw her in there with the. I would place her in there young, gently. Those mean young Gen Pop. <laughs> All the Zoomers. Gen Pop sounds <laughs> like up Zoomers. <laughs> Gen Pop sounds like a, a music genre that's popular in Asia. <laughs> Gen Pop. <laughs> All the that makes me think of a bunch of inmates doing like K-pop dance routines and <laughs> no, I mean there's probably lots Gen of people. Her, they put her in the fucking seniors wing. There's got to be a lot of other people her age in jail that she can chill with. It's three years. I mean, her husband's dead. The thing is, is I think there would be a lot better ways she could have gone about it. You know, is is that really the best way to do it? Is bring a gun into a hospital like? I like you could have fleshed out the details a little bit so you don't have to barricade yourself and like you get freaking bring him some uh, not hemlock but bring him some some you know I'm sure there's so, a better so way think, to do it oh sorry um so even though like I would say that morally I don't know if she did anything wrong like let's say morally she didn't do anything wrong here because they I like don't agreed find to it, it anything immoral about what she did yeah so so in this case, we're saying like, look, even though she broke a law that we would say is not like she broke a law, but she did it in such a way that it's not immoral and it's not even irrational. Why, uh, why is that a bad thing? 
Well, there's the danger of setting a precedent, right? Now people are going to okay. figure out, the, or they can like, there's that, right? You're going to have a bunch of people claiming that we had an agreement, right? It's like, oh no, he told me I could shoot him if he ever had to get his <laughs> appendix removed. <laughs> you know, you got that, but also he sneezed. <laughs> so it blew um, his brains out. Yeah, uh, he looked pretty sick that morning. So I was like, "Ah, oh, you're probably on your way out, anyways." Um, turns out he's just hungover. No, the, I there's a precedent that was that you can't set by just letting her walk free. There's also, I'm sure she could have found more. There had to be another way to get the exact same result. You know, the fact is he brought a loaded gun into a hospital. I think that's got to be illegal, even in like the fucking crazy city, the states. You know, I, like in Texas, <laughs> are no people idea. walking around with Glocks in the emergency room? I have no idea. I would not be surprised. <laughs> Maybe they have to, they downgrade you to, uh, you can only do, uh, you know, the, the old gunpowder muskets you have to have a flintlock <laughs> flintlock only in the hospital please <laughs> yeah um no i think she could have gone about it away but i mean i'm sure she must have been living somewhere where they didn't have any sort of assisted suicide but a cocktail of you know get your hands on like a shit ton of opiates and get them to overdose like there's better ways to do it where you don't have to put everybody out. Cause as soon as you bring a gun into a place like a hospital, not only are you risking the police killing you, but you're risking people freak out. Like it's panic inducing, right? Other people could get hurt. So that's immoral. The way she went about it was immoral, but the act itself, I didn't think was immoral because that's what he wanted. And that's what they agreed on. And it was an act of mercy. So I think uh, her heart was in the right place, but her gun was in the wrong place. (laughs) Yeah, she should have gone in there with one of Anton Trigger's uh, hydraulic cow killer things. Yeah, just a thunk right through the head. No one had to know until the next day. Find some poisonous, find some like carbon monoxide in an air tank and just put a get mask on them. Like, I'm just saying, uh, shooting them in that, shooting them is, is, uh, it's a bit much. I, 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 you know what I think, and I hate to say this. I, when I read the story, I, I thought these were, uh, I thought this woman was probably a good person, but not a smart person. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I imagine she'll get off scot free house arrest, that kind of thing. I, I don't think she's going to go to prison. I don't think she'll go to prison. If she does, she's not going to serve her whole sentence at all. It's she. I don't think. Well, this would all depend. Like how many times has she done this? Right? (laughs) (laughs) Is her first husband slaying? Because I think think that people might want to look into her history uh, of husbands getting ill, and they happen to have this agreement. You know, so there's a lot of things to look into. If this is her first. You know, time pulling a trigger on a gun on the first time she's, uh, you know, committed a violent crime. Then that would I would take that all into consideration as uh, as a justice, as a uh, as a judge. You know. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. But you can't uh, let her off scot free. That's you can't do that, right? Yeah, because mainly because the argument is that if uh, if we see one person like sort of find this loophole. Yeah. Then other people will take it. And then 
soon the lid will be blown off this country and it'll just be madness. <laughs> it'll just be people getting <laughs> shot in hospital rooms all over the goddamn place. We made a pact. <laughs> yeah, our, our senior care homes will be saloons in the old West days. <laughs> um, uh, that's funny. I, yeah, so there, there are, of course, uh, other laws that you could break besides murder. Um, and we've gotten into that before on the podcast, like uh, peaceful protests, things like that, where you like civil disobedience. Yeah. Where you like you break the law, but you don't hurt anybody. You I just think break the law in the most formal way you can without causing any harm. Mm-hmm. I mean, any law that you that breaking it only hurts yourself, I think, should intrinsically have a lot lighter sentences, right? Yeah. Are there any laws against things well, that just hurt you? Underage drinking. Uh, I mean, I think it's well, illegal. Well, there's a societal do... cost. Societal cost? Yes. <sighs> there's a societal cost. Okay. All, what's all those societal... beers you had when you were a kid, society yeah. has to pay for those. Um, In terms of accidents that you got into... I'm not talking about you personally, just in general, like accidents that you got into, uh, diseases that you might get, cancer. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Uh, the okay, I, yeah, you know what? I'm thinking of things I did when I was drunk. I wasn't even underage though, and it was I did. You know, I've I've caused property damage. I've it. it I've done some things when I was younger that I'm not <laughs> proud of, but, um. I'm just trying to think of now I'm trying to think of laws that you can break like a law against uh, like sodomy laws. Like it used to be like in a lot of countries, it's illegal to for men to have sex with other men. That's like I mean, a kind of thing where you do it. That doesn't really hurt anybody. No. Oh, sorry. That's the opposite of what I meant. <laughs> that's yeah, a law well, that breaking it doesn't hurt anybody. <laughs> yes. I mean, the, the only argument I could think of that, it would be the like AIDS, AIDS epidemic was a cost to society, but I mean, I don't know if that was, is still a, uh, immoral thing. You know what I mean? That's true. Um, but you could say the can, same for like heterosex, right? People get, yeah, you STDs can have that, AIDS that is that a cause, STD. It's not a, yeah. strict, it's not, a, it's not a gay disease. No, but it's prevalent in gay communities or it was. Yeah. It's not really a relevant argument now, but I mean, STDs cause have a cost on society, I would suspect as well. Yeah, well, like there's the, when monkeypox came out, they were telling gay people to be careful because again, it was more prevalent. Is that died down yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. When it yeah. came out. <laughs> Um, <laughs> when they released monkeypox, when they dropped monkeypox, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, you know, I, I think anything you do in your own private, well, it, especially when it, it comes to like your natural instincts of who you want to bang. I guess pedophilia is an exception, <laughs> but uh, if you want to bang other men, it'd be and you're uh, doing it in the privacy of your own home or the privacy of a hotel room or somewhere where no one can see you. There's no, that, that's, and that's illegal for some reason. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Yeah. 
So do you think people should be punished if they get caught breaking that law? Sodomy? Yeah. No, of course not. Even though the rule of law exists and the laws are what have made us? No, because laws are often immoral themselves. That's very true. That's very true. But that that's sort of like... Yeah, just trying to play the devil's advocate for for the crito. Like right. even if the laws might not be perfect, you like you can't just pick and choose which ones you want, right? Because then the whole house falls down. No, yeah, you, I mean you, you got to. I mean, no one's going to think all laws are, uh, you know, are effect like. There's lots of laws I follow that I don't that I find stupid, but I follow them, right? Yeah, that's true. Well, I would I would say that I I don't know if I agree with the premise that if you like choose not to obey a particular law, then laws lose all of their authority. And you're like one step from anarchy. Yeah, no, I don't think that's true either. Yeah, I, I don't agree because I think that we're always going to have laws. We, we will always need them, but we're also always going to have to be changing them too. I mean, laws get changed every day, updated, improved, erased, uh, reverting backwards sometimes. Um, but yeah, like if we had the same laws today that we had in the you know 1800s, it would be terrible. So uh, even the laws that Socrates had in his time are probably ludicrous. So yeah, it's... It's the laws conform to the general will of the people. Yes. Um, not the other way around. Yeah. And hopefully the general will of the people isn't insane. <laughs> yeah. It, it typically isn't. Yeah. I mean, most, I think most humans that have ever lived are, uh, I don't know if they're good people, well, but I think fair. they're. What? To be fair, I think if we look back in time, we would think the general will of the people was insane pretty much most of the time in history. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Like just looking that at Socrates, true. like he uh, he got convicted of a jury of his peers for simply believing in the wrong gods. Right. Uh, so, but generally, it seems that humanity is 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 has been any anyways progressing rather than regressing uh, for the most part. It's like, you know, four steps forward, two steps back type of thing. Yeah, we hope so. And it's important to point out that uh, this, whoever the Socrates is that's in the Crito, this this guy who is saying like laws are absolute and we have to obey them. I don't know. I don't know if I would want a person like that in charge. He seems kind of like fascistic. Well, let's try not and hold up his words right before his execution to such a lofty standard. He probably wasn't in his right mind. I'd probably be saying <laughs> crazy shit if I was about to take a shot of hemlock, you know? Yeah. I mean, how, how carefully was he choosing his words and how, how uh, you know, I, how often do you say stuff you don't, you end up like completely, like, why the fuck would I even say that? I don't think that at all. Like that happens to me all the time, almost every day. Yeah, Socrates, he's just, uh, sometimes he just riffs and he's an idiot, yeah. 
Yeah, that crazy <laughs> shit happens when you're riffing. All right, when you're riffing. <laughs> when you're riffing on your deathbed, that's a recipe. I would say, hey, Plato, put down the pen for a bit because I'm about to spit some crazy shit here, and I don't want it to be argued about by morons on a podcast in a thousand years. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, he could have been. He could have been riffing, just saying some dumb shit. It could have been yeah. uh, his student Plato sneaking in some some propaganda. Uh, yeah, maybe Plato's like, I want to get my signature on this uh, piece of history here. Yeah, or or it could have been Socrates just you know being stubborn, prideful, just making up some bullshit so he doesn't, so he can look like he's staying of his own free will. Um, it could be a lot of things, but it it is interesting that. Like there's such a stark difference between Socrates' attitude towards the state in the Apology and in the Credo, and we we talked a little bit about the Republic. Maybe we'll get into it uh, next week, but we we will when we finish up with this next week with with our little Socrates series. Um, mm-hmm. We can sort of do a recap on on Socrates and some of the less savory things about him. Uh, he hated democracy. He thought most of his fellow citizens were worthless morons. Um, and yeah, he believed in strict censorship, uh, yeah. creating fake myths to control people. Uh, <laughs> wow. Okay. I didn't know all that. Yeah, about we can him. get into that next week. <laughs> um, I'm trying to get into our TPS podcast email account, but I don't remember the password. <laughs> Oh shit! Fuck. The code to what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So I don't know if anyone sends us an email. I don't know. If, fuck. Let me try one more. I mean, I'm just trying to. It's going into a, a black hole. Um, manage passwords. Did that happen? Okay. I. Oh. 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 Yeah. So so next week we'll talk a little bit about Socrates' death, and we will also talk about the Republic and sort of try and take a broad look at the kind of society that Socrates thinks would be ideal, which would be a, a kingdom run by philosophers, philosopher kings. Uh, have there been any of those in history? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. But you don't know. I don't really know very much about people who run the world. Who run they the world? They don't seem like philosophers, though. No, they don't. <laughs> they really don't. Um, fuck, I don't know if we're going to be able to get into this email. I don't know what to say. There are password recovery options. Okay, hang on. But we can't do that on air. We can't recover your password on air. We can't. This is This is unconscionable what you're doing right here. I want to read the okay. We don't have any fucking emails. What am I? What? Why would I think we have an email? We don't have an email. Okay. Should yeah, I start a new? It. Okay. Um, should I just get people to send it to my email account? Uh, <laughs> Rest in peace, your inbox. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm very confident that uh, we will get less than five emails this year. Um, if you want to send an email to my Gmail account. I have 13,000 emails in my inbox, by the way. 
<laughs> if you want to make it 13,041, you can send an email to jordanjgstrauss at gmail.com. And uh, I, will, I will definitely see it. I don't know how to, like, when you get your inbox to this many emails, 90% of it is junk mail, right? It's all from Amazon, audible.com, Shroom Bros, whoever clone a dental clinic there's too many i can't do it like uh, i I don't know i don't fucking know i i don't know (laughs) eventually my inbox will just collapse into a black hole right you you know you can do you can literally do mark all as red and it'll that number will go to zero um blink of an eye mark all as red yeah no it only does the one page uh-huh. So I ha- I can only oh, do that. 50- I can only do that fifty at a time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I guess that only do it fifty at a time. <laughs> Fuck. Oh no. Ah, whatever. You know what? Fuck. I don't give a shit. I probably have to like hire someone to deal with this. All right. Well, Let your that's cat our podcast. Do. What, man? Oh, yeah. Give her some fucking <laughs> chores around the house. Clear my inbox. Eleanor, <laughs> defrag the computer. Okay, that's it. We're done. TPS podcast, baby. <laughs> no, you... It, oh, God damn it. Thank <laughs> you.